Welcome back to the Boardroom Banter Podcast, where we take a deep dive into the journeys, ideas, and reflections of the incredible people who are building a better tomorrow. This is a conversation by builders and for builders. Whether you're building a career, your skills, a startup, or even a life that you can be massively proud of, we give you an exclusive behind-the-scenes look into the thoughts and stories of our amazing peers and mentors who are doing just that. So sit back, take a deep breath, and get ready to step into the boardroom. I just never got around to watching Harry Potter. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I watched a bunch of other things that you know, these series stuff. Or what are they called? You know, these like trilogy, whatever. Uh, the, the Lord Hunger, of the Rings. I watched Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Okay. Um, I'd even read the Hunger Games actually before before it was even a movie. Yeah. Uh, what else? Star Wars. I really liked Star Wars. I haven't done Star Wars. Yeah. It's such a you it's such to. a fandom. I yeah. But I don't feel bad that I'm not part of it. Yeah. I think... Uh, you see, that now that's how I feel about Harry Potter. Where people I are like, yeah. oh, Gryffindor who... Slytherin. Slytherin, where... <laughs> what's your house? I'm, I'm like, hmm, okay, I understand the general concept. Yeah. But it's like, as to the details of the storyline, what happens, um, who exactly is Voldemort in the larger scheme of things, like, I'm not, I'm not sure. Game but, of Thrones. Oh, Game of Thrones I did. Ah. In fact, I started with the books. You see, this is... Just, uh, me, ah, me now we can start the podcast. Yeah, like... Now, <laughs> on that note. I, I think in terms of top like books I've read, the Game of Thrones series is just up there. Yeah. Like, the way it's written, like, you think, you think the actual produced version the, the the series the hbo one is is good right it's good it is but but the books the books are always better the books of course are always i yeah. mean they're a lot more descriptive they're longer in terms of a, a book's content is just so much you can't fit into like yeah a couple of seasons and also that's why it's, it was very long there's a lot of content to mm, put in to put in um but i mean i loved it so what was the ending for those who haven't watched game of thrones this you could fast forward <laughs> yeah couple uh, couple two minutes in um but yeah welcome back people <laughs> <laughs> before we spoil it for anyone welcome back <clears throat> welcome to the boardroom it's friday it is friday is i think the most looked for day of the week i think it's because of the podcast might be because of the weekend I Damn. think it's because of a podcast episode. You're telling me the week is almost over. I'm, I'm not. I'm in disbelief. <laughs> Genuinely. Produ- productivity versus eh, summer. There's summer barely lines. a need to speak of. It's 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 holiday time, at least for now. Well, not yeah yeah for kinda yeah. Well, I think when I got here, I realized hmm. that a bunch of our friends are still a bunch of our friends are still like in exam season. Like yeah, that's true. End of April, May. Yeah. There's a medicine students we haven't seen. <laughs> They've been so undercover. Med um, students sending love your way. And uh, yeah, no, get 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 through those exams. And it's not just med students. There's, there's a bunch of guys who are still 
Yeah. Wrapping up. A bunch of my friends graduated. Um, I know there's Vanderbilt. Yeah. I don't know about other... I just know my friends from Notre Dame as well. A couple of my friends from there have graduated. Actually, this 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 week, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rochester, I believe, also. Mm-hmm. University of Rochester. Yeah, no, congratulations, So guys. exciting, right? Yeah, no, it is. So... It's. I think the the most interesting thing right now is actually seeing where these people are going post grad. Do they know where they're going post grad? You see, there's there's that as well. Mm. I think one of the things. Yeah. So you know, it's it's cool seeing LinkedIn updates like, oh, incoming this at that, yeah, or you know, people starting, have bagged a bunch of work. Is it different? Is mm-hmm. the? I think we've spoken about this in a in a couple of different podcasts, right? The career transition, right, from from being in <clears throat> being a college student to being to entering the jobs market, right? And how that transition looks differently differently from everyone. I think I see more of people securing, even if it's entry level jobs and opportunities during their final year of graduation. In like overseas universities, as compared to universities here in Kenya. Oh, guys, we're back in Kenya. <laughs> oh, oops, <laughs> oops, oops. So we can explain. So last week. We did an episode, a whole thirty-minute episode. Yeah, but <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it was so nice, by the way. Um, but then the sound quality was a bit. Bleh. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we underestimated the amount of background noise that we'd get. Yeah. Um, but I mean, best believe it was a. Let's give a recap of the last episode. Oh my goodness. Um. One of the things that we, <laughs> we spoke about was the cultural adjustment. Yeah. First, we mentioned that Yuri's not with us in Kenya, so that's why I haven't heard his voice yeah. um, here on the here on this episode. Um, so he'll he'll join us later on over the next couple of weeks. <clears throat> you know, knowing Yuri, I know he does not mind at all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we really push him into some of these spaces, isn't it? That's so true. Yeah, so we're speaking about cultural adjustment and you know just being back in Kenya. I think I think now I'm in a much better place mentally than than I was the past two weeks. Um, for those who caught a bit of some of the things that we wrote about and spoke about, right, um, in various in various contexts, um, and I think that just does tie in into what you just kicked off, Sean, of you know graduation and people getting those type of opportunities. I think one of the things that, you know, we did speak about is how it can be a it can be a shock, a type of cultural stigma of sorts. When you're you're in a new country, you're in a new job, you're in a new place, right? And I think that's when you really realize the type you really gauge the type of thoughts that you have when you're going through those things whether negative or positive um how has your three weeks been sean two weeks actually two weeks two wow has it yeah just about two weeks 
do they have you doing chores already in the house? Yeah. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny when when you get back home at first, you're like, oh, it, it it it's a guest. You know, we haven't seen you in like six months. Hi, yeah. how are you doing? Then you turn back into like a civilian now. Yeah, you know, you're you're, you're a person. <laughs> who is sendable who is you're reassimilated you know, into you're reassimilated <laughs> back into the culture and norms of the household so that that that's been good i mean um i don't have any complaints i also like that um lots of alumni are also around so alu alumni, oh in kenya yeah uh so it's been really cool you know just linking up with with a bunch of them yeah um, also current students i mean you can tell that you know the community is you know sticking together and uh my favorite thing about being back home is no masks shout out to hey. kenya <laughs> now nah, y'all are moving mad in kenya hey. I, i i i genuinely love it though um because like no no one's got time for that like it's it's a lot of work sometimes sometimes you forget your mask sometimes you walk into a place with your mask on just to remove it then sit down then do your stuff you people know, look at you like um, it's back to the stigma that was there the first two three months of covid before it got to kenya yeah and you see some people really taking precautions and you're like you why are you wearing a mask why are you wearing a mask um but yeah i mean like it, it's not like we were so oh wear a mask wear, like Let's be honest, a lot of us were doing it just for optics, you know, of okay. I don't want to be that guy who's just without his mask in this place and everyone else has it. So, you know, a and lot of times be, like and you just the cops it. will stop you and Yeah, b- you know how that story goes. Yeah. <laughs> but but now now it now it's a lot more relaxed. I like that. Um literally I I mean I haven't worn a mask since I got here, which I wore one. Yeah. So my aunt, my aunt works for the WHO. Yeah. And <laughs> and so she was telling me so my mom was telling me how yeah so in up country um busia when when how she went to church with my mom and my dad when my aunt went to church with my mom and my dad so my aunt was speaking to people about like in the so it's it's church it's um it's catholic church in the village so right after mass ends there's that portion of time for announcements mm. and you know so she's she's quite like well known and everything like in the village <laughs> celebs <laughs> <laughs> you know those those clan members yeah yeah so so she was talking to these people about wearing masks and yeah. she was like just because the politicians have told you that oh no need to wear a mask yeah. don't assume that covid isn't there like you guys know how politicians usually just have their own agendas If that's true. If you ease, if you remove the restrictions, you can chop out your campaign campaign yeah. trail. Then once you're in, you set them back in. You say oh, there have been 500 cases detected. Yeah, locking you down. You guys know the story. Mandatory um, this that. Yeah, so it's it, yeah. it's interesting that you know someone who's because she like works very, very deep deep in the WHO, so she sort of knows. Yeah. A lot of the inside deep state stuff. deep state stuff of <laughs> what's actually happening and i think i yeah. saw on a news thing yesterday this is south korea mm. that's cases are really spiking but like you see it at an international level as well of airlines right now you don't need to wear a mask 
the US has on, been on my flight I was like we were masked up yeah cuz yeah. I was now <laughs> Mauritius and yeah in the airport when I landed I was seeing a bunch of people just you know doing their thing no mask nothing so yeah. it's, it's a bit of a shock but then I was like yay no mask so, I mean like removed mine and do you sometimes question like the credibility of policymakers and like leaders when it comes to such things yeah i mean l- let's let's be honest a lot of these policies etc you you could take like a macro view on this. so so if you look at let, let's start from an individual standpoint right exactly what i was telling you earlier of you know most of us were wearing masks and stuff so that we don't look like the odd ones out mm. or, or the people who are reckless or the people who don't care about the well-being of others quote unquote you know so there's mm-hmm. there was that social element of hmm, social pressure behind oh let's wear masks and let's be obedient cuz the government you know is the government yeah i think the same dynamic also applies at a corporate level when it came to things like work from home this that this that companies were under pressure to to maintain optics around like we're so that. clean we're so this take it a level higher government as well governments and governments like government to government there's some of that pressure as well of hey our our country you know we've done this mm-hmm. we have the vaccines we have this 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 that there's also government level pressure of hey let me also maintain my optics so that we look like a place where people can still travel to maybe people can still invest here you know we're not um all out Tanzania on this thing you know was it Tanzania or Uganda this that guy is really Tanzania Tanzania, it was Tanzania, Tanzania said, actually yeah there's no covid there's no covid was it magufuli yeah. at the time and and genuinely the guy did do a couple of tests you know they took like swabs of different stuff and sent yeah. them to the lab some were like swabs of like fruits some were of like an animal some were, you know <laughs> and the covid tests came back i think it was like a papaya or something that tested t- tested positive you know so Man like said he was like you guys are you serious <laughs> about this thing like really um either the equipment is off or we are testing for the wrong thing or we you know and so you know that was taken with ridicule um Madagascar for example the down there they 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 figured out some juice some herbal juice thing that treat which which treats it right and they're like hey we've we actually have this cure mm. you know us as Kenyans we we always drinking this ginger lemon thing eh. we swear to Jesus it's <laughs> those are watching this. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know um and for them it was a similar thing and they were banned from us producing it By like who? it was like an IMF decision there of like wow. you can't actually call this a covid cure and sell it there was apparently an assassination attempt on the guy you know wow. like and a lot of these things were, a lot of these things didn't make it mainstream but like I was, I was following that stuff wondering eh, wh- why is it that you're not letting us figure out our own cures our like own it, cure. it has to be your vaccine right That's of which suspect. of which now suspect. we've taken a few steps back Pfizer have released data on this thing turns out by the way it wasn't even helping with with much you know what wasn't helping the vaccine the vaccines themselves so because you still they don't stop transmission they don't actually 
you know, quote unquote, you know, the idea is that yeah. oh, you put in a bit of COVID into your blood and then now your antibodies will know how to fight. I mean, okay, yeah, that, that makes logical It works sense. for... But now my question also is, okay, then why why not let us build like natural immunity to this thing? You, you know, I, I feel like this, this this whole COVID thing, our immune systems were taken for idiot. You know, <laughs> it's like God didn't actually program us with our own antivirus from birth. But don't you think it may have been because people were already dying from this thing? Yeah, but you know, weird thing about COVID. I mean, and and not to not to say oh, I wasn't serious or this, is, but I mean, statistically, you look at what's killing humans, bro, COVID is a drop in the ocean. You know, like yeah. starvation, hunger. The, you know, I don't see us saying, let's all put money together. Let's get people out of hunger. Let's get people out of Elon Musk you know, tried to. malaria, this, Elon. that. <laughs> yeah. You know, like these things that are genuinely killing people, which don't need you to slow down our economy and shut down our mm. whole countries. And we'd be a much healthier society for it. If this was about health, they'd have subsidized stuff like, you know, um, <clears throat> living a healthy lifestyle. You know, they'd make uh, certain vitamins more affordable. Maybe even like fruits. Maybe there's a sensitization thing where they're like, hey, guys, let's eat more fruits because these build your immunity. Mm, the government is subsidizing this cost yeah. for... Getting vegetables, maybe this trigger foods is partnering with the government exactly. to lower the lower the of entry cost of, and cost of food. transporting yeah, fruits from the farm to because at the end of the day, who that would be interesting. Who gets who gets really bad side effects from COVID? Someone who has a generally weak immune, weak system, immune or, system or other things that are on top. Yeah. So if we're doing root cause analysis. Like, okay, how about we just be a healthier society and we'll do better with this thing because mm. you're not going to get everyone vaccinated, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, you're not going to get everyone to wear their masks always, okay. So, but what can you do that affects someone's day-to-day, -day, which is more permanent? Mm. I think that's the kind of thinking when I didn't see, I knew automatically this isn't about our health. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, for those who are listening and watching, right, um, this is you know, our, our our interpretation of what we've seen, you know, in Kenya and Mauritius, you know, the two countries that we've been in um, since 2020. And <clears throat> I think we are calling into question the approach by the leaders, you know, yeah. and the response to leaders, because I think in Kenya, we saw a lot of embezzling of funds during <laughs> this entire period. Yeah. And, you know, I think Kenya is, you know, we'll be do, having its general election over the next couple of months. And mm. one thing, one of the first conversations I had with Sean last year when he got back to campus was, okay, um, look at the money trail, right? Right. Where's the money going? Who, who are these decisions benefiting, right? And, you know, I think from what we see on the ground, there are a lot of question marks around some of the decisions that are being made. And, you know, adversely affecting affecting our lives as well and how and some of the decisions that you know that we make i was at a so there's the acad education group um the membership organization that you know we usually speak about um on the podcast we we took a trip to alliance high school on tuesday um alliance high school is one of the top 
high schools in the country. They think they're bigger than Anana school, but that's a different conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, just stepping in there, it was very nostalgic, right? You, you get in, you see um, students in uniform, you know, playing football. Some are rushing to class, biology books, chemistry books. Rah. <laughs> I almost ran out of there. <laughs> but, um, PTSD. Hey, bro. And it's, it's like, <clears throat> so like literally I was thinking, wow. Yeah. So these guys are going to prep after this. They're going, hey, flashbacks of. Damn, prep. Of boarding school. Boarding school was crazy. Prep, How successful was you that? Not very. Those ones, anyway, that's another story. <laughs> story. <laughs> but yeah, and you know, we were speaking to a group of about 30 students, right? Um, some are in their first year, second year, third year, fourth year. Yeah. One of the from one students joined the first week of May. So he hasn't even been in high school a month. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was just sharing, <laughs> I was sharing with um with the guys before we started recording of, you know us asking one of the students, oh, so what do you want to be? Rather, what do you want to do professionally when you finish high school? And man said, I want to be a neurosurgeon. Mm. And you know what I thought back to? That's mm. the same answer that Yuri gave when he was in first year. <laughs> DJ Yuri. DJ Yuri. You, you, you said you want to be a neurosurgeon. Now he's a DJ. On top of amazing, amazing things that Yuri has done. And it's interesting. I mean, yeah. I like uh, one of the other questions was like, what are you com- good at like competitively mm-hmm. and a bunch of other like third and fourth year high school students were like hey math you know i'm really good at chemistry and you know the other for one student was like i'm I, I think i'm good at biology yeah mind you like they haven't even done an exam yeah but you know, it was interesting to see the level of zeal yeah and one of the biggest questions that I asked myself is between your first year and your fourth year of high school, mm. there's so much that changes, yeah. right? As it should, as you grow older, as you learn more about yourself. I think I joined high school thinking, so my dad, my dad told me we don't have a doctor in the family. <laughs> and I'd love for you to be a it's doctor. Like, there's a, there's a empty box. <laughs> we need to check. <laughs> we need to check here. <laughs> um, so me, I was like, sounds good. <laughs> I was going to do medicine. Imagine. Mm-hmm. But I think, Learning about ALU, learning a bit more about myself early on in high school, I realized very early on that this is what I'm good at. This is what I want to get good at. Medicine. And this is what I really don't care about. No, not medicine. Oh. <laughs> Clearly not medicine. <laughs> um, but like you know, just having yeah. these conversations with these students, um, the, form four, the Form 4 students joined high school, joined their, fo- their Form 4 early on in the year. Mm-hmm. And then in the middle of the year, in May is when Form 1s are joining, right? So the first, second, and third year high school students mm. don't have the same calendar years as the final year students. So think oh. about what... This is because of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily because of COVID, but because of the decisions that were made... R- right. ...by the Ministry of Education... Yeah. ...in response to COVID. In response. You get me? Yeah. So... I'm I'm thinking of what could be lost in the inter- cultural integration within the school because I remember just how amazing the interactions was across different years. The fact that we were all in, in school at the same time, yeah, 
there was inter-school communities that were built, right? With the functions that we went to. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's still happening, but if, if you're listening in and you know, have any information about this, please, please do let us know. But I cannot imagine, and I told the students, I cannot imagine what you're going through right now. Yeah. Because we were in high school, right? We know the level of autonomy we didn't have, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Of our decisions in school and at home, right? And I think, I think one of the things that we appreciate as we get older is the fact that we have control over, over where, we, where we want to go, where we want to be, what we want to do. I think the decisions that have been made have really limited a lot of that. And thinking about, I learned so much about myself and built my skills through my extracurriculars. How is that different for the students now? And how is that going to affect them in the next five years mm-hmm. and the decisions that they make after that? It's, it's a similar situation that you see actually on, at our university, um, African Leadership University. Our campus in Mauritius had a weird, it, there's a weird time period where um, most of us who were on campus pre-COVID had to now move like back to our home countries. And even after campus was opened again, not everyone came back, right? Yeah. And what happened there was that you guys had a couple of months where you basically were in your first year without the presence of people who are in the years above you. Without context. You were there without context. So it was like, hey, here's a new school. Um, figure it out, right? Yeah. And so... Build your own culture. Bu- build your own culture. Your own that, you know, figure out how things work, you know, without the guidance and hacks that you would get, like, if mm. if you had the, the other students. And, I mean, the dynamic is just strange because, like, we barely know you guys. Um you even guys, now. you guys, first of all, barely even know each other. Let's start. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like stop shouting. Amongst that, yeah, <laughs> you guys, y'all don't know each other. Um, and so, you know, something is lost there. But again, these tie back to decisions that were made. Um, and, and granted, tough ones for, 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 for people who are in leadership. Yeah. Um, and this goes across to different companies people let you like lay people off or go to remote working um now you had to make sure that the mental health of your of your staff is in check you know so (laughs) lots of leaders were caught off guard with this thing um and it's interesting you know you 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 brought up and we could even transition into right um because speaking of leadership now we're going into general elections time here Mm. in kenya um and and you find that right now people are basically trying to win our hearts. <laughs> Same thing with uh, within the states; they're having the what they call the midterms. The midterms, November, right? Yeah, and you know this is really important to keep a lot of people in their jobs, right? And political parties in power. And you find that as these things are approaching. There's been a lot of leniency around oh, COVID, this, that, um, no more curfews, you know, things are relaxing. Um, inflation is at record highs, though. Wah, wah, wah. But at least we're not wearing masks, I guess. 
You know, so, so right, like the people who reason that way, though. Y- yeah, because they're like, oh man, economy is crashing, but let's at least let them be out as long as they want without their masks. You know, hey, because Nairobians love hey, that. Nairobians. I'm sure. You know, I realized. Sorry, yeah, a bit of a tangent. I used to think Nairobi <laughs> is the only place in Kenya which you know people share their way proper. Yeah. People are partying all over this entire country, bro. Oh yeah, Kisumu, Mombasa, Kisumu's Eldoret. Yeah, Kisumu is popping. <laughs> e. We should go to Kisumu. We should go. <laughs> uh, those <laughs> are your those are your ends, Omina. You you. I mean, my ends are a bit further along mm-hmm. in Busia, but I I got we, we got people. You got people. We got people. Nah, but sorry, yeah, you're saying people are trying to win our hearts out here, chopping money. Yeah, man. I mean, political rallies everywhere. Roads are being made. Um, expressways. So expressways are, are being. That thing is. That thing is. It makes sense. You know, you like. I used it the other day. That road makes. Yeah, we saw the video you took. Yeah, I had to take a video. <laughs> <laughs> like every other expressway user, like I had to take a video. Every other expressway user. Because it's actually very beautiful. Yeah. You know, when when you're caught down in the congestion and you're fighting each other on the roads, you Literally know, the expressway is such a nice contrast. It's just like smooth sailing. You see the skyline. Oh, Nairobi is so beautiful. Like mm-hmm. I was on that thing. I was actually proud to be from, yeah, from 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 here in Kenya. So that's good. I mean, but but I had to pay. I don't know three hundred and what what. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> this is once this, a twice a month type. Of <laughs> I'm like, don't I already pay taxes? Don't we already do this that? So you just take it from that. I'm a, does you it <laughs> does it work different from the toll systems in the US? It's 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 very in similar. terms of answering that question of don't I already pay tax? Why am I paying for this? Yeah. So it it's. This usually happens when you've used external capital to build infrastructure. And then you need to pay it back. So you need to pay it back. Wow. And so um, the so the usual go-to is having people actually pay for that infrastructure. So in this case, a road, you set up a toll, a toll bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in SA, they have the same thing, actually. I remember. But theirs was so cool. It's like... You drive under this bridge and mm. there's like a purplish light that kind of just scans your car and you have this sensor thing, like a sticker on your, on your, on it your, just on your dash yeah. or on your windshield. And it just does the thing automatically, you know. Mm. Um, they're trying to put a similar system, but there's also cash things. So I can see how that okay, might Nairobi. become inefficient. Yeah, at the toll things okay. where now you're queuing. Uh, to go and pay. Now it beats the purpose. So it wasn't that full. So, I mean, it was very quick in and out. But I can see how in a case where there's like a lot of traffic or whatever, um, that system might not work. But they do have a digital version where you mm. have a card, um, which is which is good. I think it will make a lot of people's lives easier Um yeah, you just have to add that three hundred shillings as a budget, or one hundred and something. So it also depends when have you, where did you enter from, and where did you get but, off? Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I I like it, and right now, you know, politicians are announcing their running mates and this and this and that, and you know, we we recently, as recent as this week, you know, we just figured that we have a Kamala Harris type of situation, <laughs> type of going, situation on. going on. 
which is great. Martha Carrera was was announced as um, Raila Odinga's running mate for deputy president, which I think is which I think is great. Um, Good for them. Your namesake, Boniface Mwangi. Is, what, what is, is, I'm, I'm sure he's rooting. A, I'm, yeah. yeah, he's he's really rooting for Martha Karua. And you know, he's he's the people's spokesman, he's the guy of justice and everything. Yeah. So if 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 Boniface Mwangi is fine with it, then I think I think I should <laughs> <laughs> if if our modern day freedom fighter is okay, with, okay her, with her, then it. I'm okay with her. <laughs> we can take a look at it. Yeah, we'll 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 think yeah. we'll think about it. I think one of the things that have, we were... Have you read any manifestos or... Do these guys even have manifestos? Wow. Do, they, do they? That's a good question. I think that is a brilliant question. And, mm. you know, one of the things that we were speaking about is, you know, how how are people our age viewing all of this, right? Are, have people mm. registered to vote? You know, I have a friend who's been doing a bunch of events with Octopizo Foundation, something mm. like that. Mm. Getting... People to register. There was an event that was done, and I took special interest in this because of the work I do. The entrance is free if you have a voter's card. Yeah, I saw that. Wow, that was super interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, we do have conversations Mm. in our social circles about all of this, and I think you know most people feel like their vote doesn't really count. Yeah, so it's 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 like. When the Trump Biden election like campaign trail and everything, there are a lot of young voices speaking up. A lot of people in the entertainment industry, sports industry, just contributing um, to this collective voice of your voice, your vote does matter. Right. Um. Of course, it is very different when you bring it to an African context, and in Kenya, I think. Those who've watched, is it this um this thing that Trump used to? Okay, am I allowed to say that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure, this ahead. company, Cambridge Analytica. Mm-hmm. Um, which Netflix show was it? Yeah, mm. yeah, there, there was a Netflix. Mm-mm-mm. Let me get that for you guys. Hold on. But yeah, so I feel like politics. In Africa is different from politics in the West. And I think because, you know, just honest, honestly, honestly speaking, there is a lot of Western influence on how power is transferred through governments and all that. But we'll give you links to all these conspiracy theories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, I think Sean, Sean has has a Google Drive, Google folder somewhere. Yeah. Um with that. But yeah, it's interesting. I mean yeah. And it's not hard to conceive. We're the richest mm. continent, resource-wise, and w- without us, most of the West wouldn't function. So it's a bit obvious that they would definitely have a hand in who gets power, because now that determines: can they get oil for cheap? Can, can they I get other? Yeah, iron, minerals, minerals, diamonds, gold for cheap by putting the right people in place who would take, for them, a cheap bribe. You know, for them, it's cheap. Yeah. A couple million dollars you put in someone's pocket, which saves you a couple billion. A couple billions in policy in and regulations. And, and, yeah, well. but anyway. So the Netflix show is a great hack. That is 
our move recommendation for you the as we bring hack. this to a close. Yeah. Um, make sure you guys check it out. Learn more about, you know, mm. some of these our, things that our go. elections don't get hacked, hey? Hey, we'll see about that. Fingers crossed. Um, I, I think it, it would be so refreshing, Bonnie, honestly, if real change happens. You know, we might not we might not do it overnight. Mm. We might not get rid of corrupt individuals in power overnight. But at least service to the people should become an attitude of the government. I hope and I pray. Service to the people. You can still still hear that I don't think there's a government that's clean in this. <laughs> 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 Let's be honest. And I yeah. don't condone that. Um, I'm just saying what's been what we need more of, and I think um, it would be interesting to hear from guys who are in other African countries. Like, let us know. But I, I think for us, what to change in Kenya a lot is if our leadership had a service to the people mindset. That's it. Like, you can see our lives mm. are hard, man. Bring water to a place, you know. Bring electricity there. Don't unnecessarily tax us for things, you know. Like, if if there's a system that's inefficient, make it more efficient digitize it you know like yeah that kind of attitude i i think that's that's what i'm looking forward to in maybe this election um whoever grabs it i also pray we don't have conflicts amongst us as people mm. um that i think is one of the it's 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 a concern and it's one of the biggest concerns i think yeah. ever since the 2007 and 8 yeah i don't know if we at our age have such a big fear of that not as much as our parents do. I, th- I think they experienced it very differently from very differently. Because to a seven to eight, I was I was seven eight years old. Yeah, and now that time you you're thinking of your toys, <laughs> you're thinking of bonus and you know that brother, what, crash, am I not going to school? that crash in primary school you have. You know, like your your priorities are not really. Uh, you know, I have a friend who <laughs> sorry I know yeah, <laughs> but I have a friend who whose family lost everything, business. Yeah burnt down yeah and it was it was working working their way up so i feel like mm. have conversations with your parents guys mm-hmm. um you know s- kenyans your people from other countries ask yeah. them about how the political space and the leadership space has shaped up mm. in comparison like when they were our age to now because our yeah. parents grew up in like pre-colonial true you get me like my dad was born before independence in kenya Whoa. And we have people who are older parents. My dad is what, 60 something. So our freedom is one generation old. Think about mm-hmm. that. Have those conversations, guys. Damn. You'll be surprised. Yo, that's a tweet. You'll be surprised what you. We'd be very surprised, I'm sure. What your parents have to say. I. That's my homework for today. I hope listeners, you guys also take that. Go home and. and, and Ask your parents about the political scene. You know, what are their concerns? What are their opinions? Um, and just do it from an inquisitive and genuinely curious uh, mm, that's place, important. you know, so that they don't just tell you surface level, ah, it's okay, ah, it's bad. You know, actually hear them out and just gauge where their priorities lie in terms of what do they look for in leadership? What are they hoping for in leadership? Because yeah, I mean it's 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 our turn to start stepping into those spaces, and having the perspective of the people who came before us is gonna be super important. But 
yeah, that's mostly all from us today. It's been amazing to be back. <clears throat> um, for those who who sort of see the difference in this episode, you know, if you're watching us from home, yeah, you watch- <laughs> yeah, where we we love and appreciate the support that you guys you guys are giving us. I think the other day we were recapping, Great. right? Um, six months in, right? Sixteenth November, twenty twenty one to sixteenth March, twenty twenty two, and cue the celebration music. Woo, woo. <laughs> um, so we're at forty. Two episodes. This will be a forty-second episode, right? Twenty-eight yeah. guest episodes. Fourteen Founders Friday, right? Shout out to our top listening countries: Kenya, Mauritius, the United States, and Nigeria. We love and appreciate you guys so much. If you're using a VPN for the US, ah, <laughs> 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 uh, that's hilarious. You know, actually, maybe maybe that start. What if what if some of our listeners are actually using VPNs? So we write US. We still write US because <laughs> we don't know. Because technically, the internet server you're using, yeah, the <laughs> CIA and FBI are just attacking you. Look at this person in Kenya using our server. Shout anyway, out guys, to my FBI officer, catch our guest episode that we dropped this past week. The head of global strategic partnerships at Uber, Justin Spratt, he had quite quite a lot to say about about building business in Africa and you know strategizing around growth. Think about how fast Uber has scaled across the continent. Justin is someone that definitely you guys need to listen to because mm. he shed some serious insights into it. And and I won't give a spoiler but he answered one of the biggest questions that I had about um you know there there being Uber Bolt Global, this, this, like, I mean, there's so many ride hailing and mm. delivery apps. And my question was always, okay, why is Bolt, for example, still able to operate and do okay? And Uber is also there. And, you know, like, how, how are they able to coexist, coexist and still thrive mm. and scale? And, you know, there's a question there of, okay, were you the first to enter the country or first to scale in, in a certain space or mm. were you last to enter and does that actually matter? Justin really talks about that in our episode and yeah, so if you haven't listened to that and you're curious as I also was as to what the answer to that is, go ahead and listen to our episode with Justin. But yeah, it's been me, Sean Karanja. Local noisemaker born for Samina. And thank you so much for tuning in to our Founders Friday episode today. Have yourselves an awesome weekend. Uh, DM us, what are you up to this weekend? Can't promise that we'll join in, but we we tend to surprise. Surprise <laughs> our people. We, we are people of surprises. So, yeah. Have a lovely weekend, everyone. And thanks for tuning in. Bye, guys. Bye.